this is the episode that makes me feel crazy. It's like, <laughs> I don't mind sharing my life. I've done it for so long now, but there's just some stories where you're like, oh, no. And the way that I reacted in, in today's final installment of Girls Are Liars, I'm just like, oh, am I the more cringeworthy side of this? I'm not even sure. You can decide as we get the show started today. Let's go. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hi to all the certified fans and everybody else. Thank you for listening to the show. If you're new, uh, welcome. If you're come back and for now, what, 74 episodes? Thank you so much for doing that or anywhere in between. And uh, we, we got a lot to cover on today's show. It is a podcast that's supposed to make you feel good. Live, laugh, love your mom. That's what it's all about. And we start every episode by talking to my mom. Hello, mom. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. <laughs> Fun to be on, yeah, so, be on with two of three of my wonderful children. Uh, Dramaggy is on here too, but she's uh, mid-temperature taking right now. <laughs> she thinks she has the coronavirus. <laughs> all right, let's see. What's uh, it? What do you say, Mags? 98.6. Okay, just perfect. Okay Okay for today. I made it another day. Maggie came on earlier and was like, I think I gave, I just got back from the lake and I think I gave my parents coronavirus. I I don't (laughs) think you did. Now, why do you think you have coronavirus? I just feel a little off. (laughs) It's why we call her Dramaggie. It's always something dramatic going on (laughs) on in that life of hers. Uh, So... We, I want to talk to you, Maggie, about this whole beach adventure you had with your fiance's family. Because my oh sister gosh. just got back from a trip to where'd you guys go? South Carolina. Okay, and uh, we already heard the camping trip saga, but I, I now need to hear what happened when you actually got to the beach. I think I've just realized how dramatic I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'll just highlight a couple stories because I honestly think there was a dramatic story every day. But um, (laughs) the first day I lost my ID and my credit card, which then proceeded to the entire family, my fiance's family, searching for my ID and credit card for four hours. So we went kayaking. And I remember John saying, like, your ID and credit card are in my cup holder of my car, his car. and. Then the next day, I went to go look for my ID and credit card, and I was like, oh, they're gone. So John must have moved them because I didn't remember moving them. So we were looking for them, couldn't find them anywhere. So I was like, okay, well, let's, you know, drive out to where we went kayaking yesterday because maybe they fell out. But there had been a big rainstorm, and so we drove out to this piece of land that we had left for kayaking the day before and, like, literally had to, like, (laughs) trudge through the mud like the four of us is like me and john and his parents like trudging through muddy land (laughs) and then we were like okay well not here and like then on the way home john and his dad were like looking out the car well then the second we got home after four hours of searching i saw my jacket and was like oh my gosh it's in my jacket pocket I know. Oh, it was like you made your whole fiance's family, fiance's family, like trudge through mud to try to find something <laughs> that was in your pocket the whole time. Yeah. I wonder what they say behind your back. I can only imagine <laughs> things that are said when after a week long dramatic filled 
time with you. I, I bet it actually it makes makes John's life more exciting though. <laughs> All he needs is a heart surgeon. He just needs some more drama in his life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> life isn't crazy now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then on the way home, I'm driving up the highway, and John's like, "Oh my gosh, there's a roach!" Like swats his leg, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" So I'm like, "Okay, I'm going, you know, 70 miles an hour," and I'm like, "If this roach hits." touches me i'm gonna flail and scream and jolt the car and like i'm like okay so i just start like tensed up i'm like john if this thing touches me like we're gonna get into a wreck like i I just can't have this thing touching me (laughs) so i'm like speeding up trying to get to the exit like now i'm like putting our lives in danger because i'm like trying to get off the highway i'm like should i pull off like on the side i'm like no that's not ever a good idea let me just speed up and try to get to the exit well, so we get there and like, of course, we open the car that is packed to the brim with stuff from camping in the beach strip. And I'm like, OK, let's unload the entire car oh, <laughs> in the gas no. station. Oh, so I'm like, let's just start unloading and like throwing all of our stuff on the grass. And John is like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fine. So, no, then I was like, fine, you drive because if it hits me, I'm going to jolt the car. So I get in the passenger seat and I put a blanket around me to completely cover my body. Like it was so dramatic. Maggie. And then sure enough, about 20 minutes down the road, I see the roach uh-uh. on the right hand side. I'm like, pull over, pull over. Uh-uh. There's a the roach is here. I was in this big, big, thick fleece blanket covered from head to toe. So then what did you do at that point? We John pulled off the exit as fast as he possibly could. I kid you not. I was, I had lifted my body up so that I was like in a backwards plank in the passenger seat with his blanket on, <laughs> screaming at him to pull over. And I was like, oh gosh, this is just not good. So what is what does John say about all this? I don't know. You should ask him on the podcast. Is he no, is he there? No. No, he's not here right now. Yeah, I, don't, I need to get his review of all this because that's just a lot. It's just a lot to take in and just, I feel like if I'm going to be married to somebody, I'm okay with like one dramatic instance, maybe a week, I think could be like my max, but you really bring it hard every day. Like you really wake up every day with like a new way of, of being dramatic. I I honestly feel like in the scheme of dramatic girls, I'm not that dramatic. Maggie. I I hear these stories out loud and I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Do you listen back to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so dramatic. (laughs) I really, I, 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 we can do a competition before the next time you come on. Maybe we can have you on again next Friday. Um, Call in if you think you're more dramatic than my sister, something more dramatic than losing your credit card the whole time and thinking it's, you know, having to go fight through mud to get there. Or if you had to get held up into a blanket and then do a, bla- a backwards plank in the passenger side of a seat because you thought a roach was in the car. <laughs> like, mom, I don't know. I don't know how how she does it. <laughs> well, I may not have been that dramatic, but I don't like roaches either. I mean, so. yeah, but that's just poor. We'll get John. We'll get her fiance on here soon enough. Her call actually just dropped. So it's it's okay. I think we get the point of how, how dramatic that uh, that is. 
All right, today's our final day of the Give Me the Cheese May Mug contest, where I'm just saying every day this week. So in case you haven't listened to every day, if you go back to every episode, episode number 70 through 74, you can get a secret code, and that code could win you a sold-out Give Me the Cheese May Mug. So if you want to win that, and I try, I try to put in the first 10 minutes, but sometimes it's in the first 15 minutes. My dad talked too much. So uh, if you <laughs> just type, if you uh, text the word WIN, W-I-N, to 888-Kramer8, okay? It's 888-Kramer8. Text the word WIN, and your secret code for today is going to be HERE, H-E-A-R, HERE. So uh, just text the word WIN to 888-Kramer8, and then your bonus code for today is HERE. So that's it. It's the last day for you to win. So get in there. I think actually it does end Friday uh, at, uh, at midnight. So I would get there and, and get it in. Okay, uh, mom, we gotta we gotta catch up on your Instagram. My mom is uh, new. Well, you're not new to Instagram, but you're kind of stepping up your Instagram game over the last couple of weeks. And um, <laughs> we've had some mishaps, but we've had some successes yes. too. I've had lots of likes. So I log in today, and I see my mom is taking a picture of her yoga mat and her block, and it looks like some hand weights, and it says. Taking care of the mind and spirit today. Now to take care of my body. Hope you're taking care too with three hearts. That's actually a pretty good post, mom. I'm proud of that. Thank you. Thank you. I got all my stuff together and my band. I got all my stuff laid out and I thought, oh, okay, here we go. That's pretty Instagram worthy, (laughs) I feel like. And then I see that you have, I, I click on your story up here and I see that you have, you figured out how to use the Instagram story creation and you have a quote that you actually put in here for today. Uh, she learned how to, to put in a, um, a gradient background and she typed in the only guide you need to be a great parent is love. And that's, um, that's really good. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> it looks it looks like work. it looks like your Instagram following has gone up a lot too. 419 followers. What? I don't think you were anywhere near that high before, <laughs> were you? No, I think I had 20. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are coming in strong. Coming in strong for and I'm uh, following everyone back. Someone asked me to be their mom today. I'm so happy. It's a guy. <laughs> your dad thinks I've totally lost my mind, by the way. For why? He's like, oh. I forgot you had a glass of wine before this podcast, so now I kind of understand it. <laughs> and then I was on I was on Instagram following everybody. He's like, "Wow, we might have to have a discussion about this in our family call this weekend." <laughs> wow is he not is he not happy about your the way you're acting on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Wow, I don't know. So we have a family call it's every. Fun. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, <laughs> we have a family call every Sunday morning at nine our time. Is it nine? Yeah, nine and it's noon nine your time. Your time noon. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never know what's going to be discussed, but apparently it's my mom's actions. I don't know. I think I think you're becoming a little Instagram celebrity now. I think that's okay. I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I'm it's having fine. a great time. I want to catch up really quick because we started the discussion about yesterday's episode um, with the Ask My Mom topic. In case you weren't here for yesterday's episode number, was it 73? 
we we had a uh, a woman who had written to me and said, "Hey, listen, I am uh, engaged to this guy. He doesn't have kids. I do. He, my son, I think was had gotten up on the counter and he had fallen off, and so to." to reinforce that wasn't the right thing to do. I, uh, he decided that he was going to spank him and we, me and his father have never spanked him before. And she was trying to figure out like the boundaries of step parenting. Right. Um, mm-hmm. mom, can you pull up the certified fans page maybe and read some of these comments? Okay. So we have a private <laughs> group for the, uh, certified fans, which is now is a great time to plug the certified fans program. Uh, it's people that can make a $5 mm-hmm. monthly donation to the show and all that's used to benefit the growth of this show. And it's honestly the, the Facebook group to me is the best part. I mean, obviously I don't, I don't get the perks, but the, it's just cool. Like the little, little club we have going in here is really cool. So if you want to join, we discuss the show and we, people share stuff and it's really, it's, it's a really positive space to be in. So if you uh, join the certified fans program, you can come into our little Facebook group and you can do that by texting the word fans to eight, eight, eight Kramer, eight, 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 eight K R A M E R eight. Okay. You want to read some of these comments, mom, about what everybody's saying, because it was pretty, it was a pretty heated topic and we had a lot of downloads yesterday on this episode. So Kind of wanted to get your thoughts on everything going on. Okay. So Kristen says, there's enough research to show it's ineffective discipline. Personally, I would tell him how I want my kids disciplined. And if he's not willing to compromise his beliefs, then I would be done with him. Mm-hmm. A three-year-old should not be spanked for jumping off the counter. A three-year-old is testing limits. That's when you explain to them they got hurt when they jumped off the counter and explain what is safe to climb and jump on. Whoop, whoop, just saying. <laughs> You're going to whoop, whoop, whoop the ones you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with that. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Okay. You have to do uh, unbiased reporting right now. Unbiased reporting. Okay. All right. All right. April says, I'd be against anyone taking that level of discipline to my child. I remember a long time ago when I came to visit family with my kids when they were young, my brother said in response to them acting up that sometimes you just have to spank them. Um, no, (laughs) not your kid, not my method of discipline. I don't care what you think. No one in any fashion is laying a hand on my child. Mm. I'll be quiet. Um, okay. Uh, we got a lot of phone calls, too. So let's go through some of your calls on this, too, at 888-Kramer8. Hello. I'm calling from San Diego. I am Hispanic, and I grew up in a definitely spank household. However, with my children, I believe in no spanking, only because it wasn't effective when I was younger. I mean, I was never the bad kid, but I still did get my spanking, especially when I fought with my sisters. I, I still haven't spanked my children. My husband hasn't either. We've been married for nine years. Um, he doesn't believe in spanking either. I grew up in Mexico, and I definitely got hit with a sandal, like a, a, a chancla. It's called a chancla, a sandal. My sister and their grandma watch my children, and they ne- have never hit my children either. No, it's not necessary. It doesn't do anything. Like, that's abuse. Love you forever. Bye-bye. Hi, Kramer. This is Claudia from San Diego. I am a step-parent, and I actually, my husband has full custody of my stepdaughter, so I'm technically her um, 
mom full time and no I will never ever 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 lay one hand on her it just feels a little awkward I have spanked my own child that's not the first thing I want to do but when and probably the only time she has behaved not very good I have spanked her and I swear she has never done it again yeah I just don't believe as a step parent um, you should ever lay a hand on your stepchild just because it's not up to us to do any of that love your podcast and love you forever Kramer Stephanie in Las Vegas no way this would be a deal breaker for me I don't think that just because this this guy is a a parental figure in this kid's lives means that he can discipline them the way that he wants, especially with physical force. And if I was asked, well, what would you do? I would react the same way that your mom said she would. And if somebody said to me, I was thinking to myself when your mom was talking, that's exactly what I would do. And then I imagine somebody saying to me, well, what if they did it again? What if he jumped off and could risk breaking his arm again? I would... If I had to choose, I would rather my child, I would rather risk my child not learning the lesson and jumping off the counter again and maybe cutting herself or or breaking an arm than for somebody else to hit my baby. Hell no. Hell no. My blood is boiling just thinking about this. Can we get this guy's number? You know, it's funny because like I don't even have this in my spectrum. It's like something I don't even have to think about. Um, uh, when you're not, I can't imagine that transition from going from a parent, a non-parent to a parent, and like all the things you just have to instantly kind of like figure out as you go. So, I don't know. You guys had a lot of good comments on this one. We'll do another. Uh, Ask my mom on Tuesday. I'm pretty sure I'm taking Monday. Uh, we're taking Monday off, mom. I feel like I just need. Just one extra day right now. Every day I'm like just barely getting to the finish line when it comes to getting everything done. So I was like, you know what? It'd be nice to have like an extra day where I'm not producing the show so I can work on everything else behind the scenes because it's been uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. So um, we'll either have – we might have a uh, more Mama's Boy episode there or we might just have no episode at all. I don't know. I don't know yet. So. That, okay. that will be the, it's your show. that will be the plan uh, for that because it's been we've, just, we've been going 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 it's been a busy couple of months for us. Um, okay, so let's get to the quote for the day. What did you find for today, Mom? Well, I was thinking about patriotism and the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and so Oprah had posted um, several quotes from people, uh, patriotic quotes from people, and this one is from Michelle Obama. And she says, the fact is, with every friendship you make and every bond of trust you establish, you are shaping the image of America projected to the rest of the world. That's true. Now, here's my editorial comment. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We've got to do better. (laughs) We have just got to do better. Really? Honestly, we have got to do better. I'm curious because you know what's so interesting is that, you know, our podcast is listened to all over the world. We definitely have some big cities here in America that listen to us, you know, like we have our uh, San Diego, California is just big in general. Uh, Texas is big for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee is big mm-hmm. for us. We have people in Vegas and a lot of people in Atlanta, some in Florida. Um, those are like our, our biggest spots where the show is, but people listen all over the country. But I know there's people that listen all over the world to this too. So I think it could be interesting 
to ask the question of what is your perception? Even if you live in Mexico, because we actually have a lot of people that listen to Mexico too. Uh, what is your perception hmm. of America? Like, how do we look right now, especially as like all these coronavirus numbers are going up and just everything that we've hmm. gone through over the past four years? Uh, what, like, how are we perceived in your part of the world? Because I, I'd be really curious to hear that. Me too. Yeah. I, Me too. I'm, I'm afraid it would be a sad take. I, I just, I, yes. I don't know because think about it. Like, uh, aunt, uh, who is my brother's husband, his, you know, his family really looks at America. Like they're really great. I think if, if, if I remember correctly from my brother's conversation that they're very like pro our president and like think things are going great over here and he's from South Africa. So I don't know. Maybe the external point of view is it's, you know, <laughs> it's better than it looks right now, you know? From the outside looking in. Yeah. 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 I guess it's that the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, ah, that's a, that's a good quote. That's a good quote. So yeah, if you, I don't know if you can actually call from outside the country, but if you can, 888-Kramer8, okay? Or you can always email me. It is that guy Kramer at gmail.com and i'd love to be able just to figure out how we'd look over here in the in the us of a are you guys having plans mm -hmm. for the fourth of july or are you just same old same old um no we have plans um maggie and john and brian and aunt are coming up and we'll do our normal covid routine of eating off of paper goods <laughs> which i hate but at least they're compostable um and they will bring their breakfast and lunch because we have a kitchen upstairs and that's where they stay. Um, so they'll prepare that and then we'll have, I'll prepare the dinner, which I have to prepare something new because it's Brian's birthday on the 6th. So oh, yeah. we are going to have a vegan chocolate chip cookie cake that might be worth a trip to Atlanta. For <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, 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 not in these conditions. Not in these conditions. I tell conditions. you what, I'll freeze a piece okay, for you. That's, okay, that's probably, that'll be, so you can have it. be more doable. <laughs> All right. Well, I <laughs> love you. Have a good 4th of July week and we'll do a brand new show on Tuesday. Okay. Okay, honey. Love you forever. All right. Uh, I'm going to go take some allergy medicine. I either have coronavirus like my sister or <laughs> that's not really funny. Are coronavirus jokes funny yet? Can we laugh about it yet or still too soon? Um, I, and I don't feel, I feel like my throat. I'll take my temperature. I'm going to take some allergy medicine. And when we come back, we will do the very final installment of girls are liars. And this to me was the worst one you'll see next on the show. Okay. I just remember we didn't do our whoop whoops. When we don't have my mom on for the second part of the show, I always forget to do whoop whoops for the, uh, the new certified fans. So I'll tell you what, Monday, uh, Tuesday show. We'll come back and we will have a big whoop whoop fest for everybody that is owed their whoop whoops. Uh, anytime that you become a certified fan, you get a whoop whoop on the show. But we didn't instill that, install that. We didn't start that until 
about uh, a few weeks into the program. So the people that already joined now are asking for their whoop whoops. We have to go back. But anyway, if you want to become a certified fan over the weekend, we'd love to have you. And just text the word fans to 888-Kramer8. You get $5 off in the store. Uh, you get all kind of premiere episodes. And uh, what else do you get? Um, and whoop whoops. And the Facebook group. There's a lot. And you support the show more than anything. So thank you so much for doing that for all the certified fans. You'll get your whoop whoops come Monday. And now we'll do our very final chapter of Girls or Liars. It is a limited series event. What is that? That's what I'm calling it. Limited series event here on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. And it's basically the last couple of weeks I've been telling you, for instead of doing dating disasters, the time, and I guess they are disasters, but the times that I was lied to over the course of my six months of dating. And it happened a lot. And I know that the last couple of weeks have been gray circumstances on was it even a lie? I mean, it was definitely a lie, but was it really necessary if we were just being casual and whatever? This one, though, was like like a flat-out lie. So I told you that once I got divorced, about six months later, I started to date this girl privately because I just wasn't really ready to talk about on the radio, and I was still going through my divorce. And so I didn't want to do anything that like publicly that could screw things up in my divorce. So I kept everything super low key on that, right? And it's a couple of you guys had seen us out in public and had met her. And anyway, so um, we, that was a really tricky situation. And I'll tell you what, really, we had this like instant chemistry with each other. Like it's just magnetic towards each other, which, as you know, can be like the best or the worst thing that ever happened, depending on what the situation is. And I really blame all of our situation on timing the timing was just not right like i was still coming out of my marriage she was actually just starting her divorce process and because of that she was still living at home yeah so and for me it kind of started as somebody i felt like i I could confide in and i could talk to that i understood like kind of what i was going through at the same time even though i was a couple months ahead of her she was not publicly getting divorced. Um, so she, she was a successful business owner. So she didn't, uh, she would want, didn't want to make it public about her divorce at all. So, um, it made it to me feel really comfortable because if somebody that I knew couldn't really talk about it, uh, and I didn't expect it to get so serious because it, it just didn't seem like it, it was, you know, it was going to, I, I didn't think I was ready for it. I knew she wasn't ready for it, but, you know, those things progress, right? So all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, here we go. And then, you know, we're hanging out one day and then we're hanging out two days. And then all of a sudden, you know, feelings are there. And so things got extremely complicated. But I would say that that was the closest thing that I've had to relationships since I got divorced, even though she was still technically married and living at home. They were just separated, but living in the same house. It was a very complicated situation. So because of that, I, it brought out like the worst in me because I was under the impression that her husband didn't really want to get divorced. And I kept seeing signs that he was trying to like win her back or to get her not to leave. And that made me extremely insecure because I'm already coming out of a situation where I was you know, uh, cheated on. And then so I'm already feeling super insecure. And then I kind of like put my all these emotions into this one girl who's not really available at all. And then we're trying to figure that out between the two. And she, you know, she has kids too. So she's got kids and a husband. She's living at home. Y'all, this is that I get like in hindsight, I know it was a mess, but it was that kind of chemistry. And I'm sure you've been with somebody like that before where like, 
it's like there's nothing that you could do to keep us apart. There, I mean, there literally wasn't anything you could do. It's like she would speak my language. She was like under. She was there. I mean, this is like when I was like in the depths of my depression too. So it was a really nice thing. Plus, I knew it couldn't get too serious. It was supposed to be a win-win, but then feelings get involved, right? So I started to get extremely jealous and insecure about the situation with her husband. It really was starting to drive me crazy after a while because I kept thinking that he was going to try to, and I didn't know if, you know, one day she was just going to call me and be like, well, I decided to make my marriage work. And I just, it, it like brought the worst out in me. Uh, so, uh, there were many times in the course of the, uh, whatever, three, four, five months, six months, we, I don't remember, that we dated, that things got pretty sticky because of that situation. And uh, she kept telling me, she's like, no, I'm I'm going to move out. Like, I'm totally going to move out. Like, don't, you know, I, she, like, I, really, I really do like you. I know this is a weird situation, but I'm going to move out. But things kept happening where she, like, wasn't going to move out. Like, she just, uh, her... Uh, her husband's mom had died, but then it was like the holidays and she's like, I'm not gonna move out right before the holidays. And so it was, it literally was just such a messy situation. So I started to become really insecure about this and like my brain would get the best of me. And I remember we were sitting here one night and we were, she was like looking at her phone and she was like going through her text messages. I saw a text from her, a, a split from husband and uh, what caught it off guard to me. And I want to teach this to anybody because I didn't even know this trick existed, but it's, it's a thing. So what had happened was the timestamp was off of the chronological order that messages come in on your phone. Does that make sense? So like, for example, like if you go through your iPhone text messages and it's like, you know, the first message came in at, you know, would come in at like 1 PM. The one before that came in at like 1230 and they just go chronologically in time. Right. Well, this one from her ex-husband was out of order. And I thought that was like really weird. And I can't remember like exactly what it was, but like it just was not placed in chronological order. It was, it was from like days before it was said something like, uh, you know, it was like, you know, 1230 and then, you know, 10 AM and then 9 AM or whatever. Like this one was from like Tuesday or something. And I was like, wait, what? That's, that's like not really in chronological order at all. I'm like, what's, what's, what's going on here? And she's like, I, I have no idea. He hasn't like text me and, in a long time. And I was like, Oh, I just don't understand then why. Cause then I'm already have all these insecure feelings that start to come up and come out. And I'm like, that literally doesn't make any sense. Like you can't sit here and tell me that your ex-husband, your who is like not texting you when literally this is not make sense in chronological order. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe it's an Apple thing. Maybe the, the text messages are out of order or something. And that's when I could start to tell. It's kind of like the week before where the more you talk, the more I know you're probably guilty. So um, I'm like, listen, I, I feel like, and this by the way is on the tail end of many situations where I felt really uncomfortable about her still husband. 
And so I, it was like, it was just driving me nuts, driving me nuts. And I'm like, listen, I feel like you're lying to me. I feel like you're hiding stuff from me. Um, there had been times before when I had seen her phone, he had been texting her and it had just been it, like, like the text just made me uncomfortable. I can't remember exactly what they said now, but they just made me uncomfortable. The fact that I thought she was deleting texts from him then really upset me. So she's like, no, you can go through it. Like there's nothing in there. And I'm like, I don't want to go through it. I'm just telling you that it's like, it's not in chronological order. That does not make sense. And I'm like starting to get like, now I'm getting in my crazy brain, right? Like you get to that point where you just like, I got to get to the bottom of this, whatever it takes. I'm just going through my brain. Like, like, like what the hell is going on here? And she looks me in my face and she's like, I swear to you that I did not delete any kind of text messages from him. And this is where this is where I drew my crazy line. Okay, not proud of this moment, but this is where I was. And then this this is really when I started to hit the point of like, this is not healthy at all. I was like, okay, then I'll tell you what: restore your phone, restore your phone. Because if you restore an iPhone, by the way, all the old text messages pop up because they're in the cloud, wherever whatever the cloud is, they're there. <laughs> so I'm okay, fine. Then just restore your phone. Listen, that's that's crazy level eight. I get it, but that's where I was after this. That's when I talk about it being a toxic relationship. That's where it was at that time. Um, I'm like, then just restore it. It's not a big deal. Like, just restore it. If you didn't delete anything, there shouldn't be a problem. Just restore your phone. And that's when I saw the crack. And that's when her tone started to change a little bit because I'm like, I could tell she didn't want to do that to try to prove it to me. So I'm like, all right, just then just be honest with me. Like, just tell me exactly what happened. I just want to know what the deal is. And she admitted that before she had come over to my house, right before she had gotten there, her husband still (laughs) estranged husband, like separated person had sent her a picture of her daughter and she didn't want me to see that. So she had deleted that from her phone. Y'all, this is like when I talk about, I, I mean, obviously, okay, so we'll start with the, the facts here. Number one, it was a lie. Like no matter what, it was a lie. I, they delete, if you're deleting text messages and if you are swearing that something is true, I mean, it's like a bold faced lie, but honestly, it's really what's put my guard up when it comes to dating people with kids. I don't know if I can handle that. Well, especially if they're not divorced. What seemed like it'd be a good situation because it seems so casual and there's nothing that could have gotten too serious because we're both kind of going through our divorces. Yeah, way too serious, way too fast. And listen, I'm open to your criticism. If you're sitting back being like, I cannot believe you made her, you wanted to make her restore her phone. Listen, I'm already admitting it's crazy. So you, <laughs> you, you can, you can go ahead and reaffirm that it's crazy as well. But, oh man. Yeah. So that's my, my final installment and, and girls are liars and I I don't know if you're the same way as me, but when I feel like I'm being lied to, I know it. And I just have to get down to the bottom of it. Like it will drive me literally insane till I do. So listen, if you got feedback on these stories, you can always call me 888-Kramer8 or you can always DM me as well. All right. All right. Good news to wrap up our week for today. So picture this. It's Father's Day. It's super hot outside. It's Chicago, right? And a guy named Rosario Del Real, uh, who is 70 years old, is outside pushing one of those paleta carts around, right? That's like Mexican ice cream. And I never saw it when I lived East Coast, but out here it's really popular, right? So um, he's he, he's an old guy. I mean, he's 70 years old. It's my dad's age out there pushing this cart around. And 
His backstory is that he actually was known as this really big carpenter, but he'd hurt himself and he still needed a way to make money. So he decided to invest in this cart and sell ice cream. Well, it's so hot outside. And as Rosario is making his rounds, uh, this guy named Oscar and this guy named Victor are hosting this Father's Day barbecue. And they're like, hey, come in. Like, come over here. Come join us. And they bonded. And so all of a sudden, Oscar and Victor say, hey, we'll buy all of your ice cream because we don't want you out here. It's too hot. And it's just you don't need to be out here doing this on Father's Day. Really awesome story. But it actually gets better than that. So the guys get the idea to actually put a his story onto YouTube and on TikTok and start a GoFundMe to raise money so that he doesn't have Rosario doesn't have to be out here in the heat. And of course the internet did its thing and the goal of hitting ten thousand dollars has now gone six times that amount and they've raised sixty thousand dollars for this man so he doesn't have to worry about sitting on the hot sun and selling ice cream. So I'm really that story makes me feel really happy in my heart. Uh, just uh, the internet's so cool like that. Even just people just doing little things like seeing this old man and being like, Hey, like let me help you just out of the kindness of their hearts special. And I think it was Christine that actually tagged me in this post last week, and I was going to get involved, and I just had forgotten about it. But we should we should definitely talk about what they're doing. So there is a nursing home over in Ashboro, North Carolina. It's called the Victorian Senior Care. And what they did last week was they put a – they put pictures of their seniors up there with signs being like this one, for example, says, hi, I'm Hattie and I love men and snacks. Can you be my pen pal? <laughs> this one says, hi, my name is Marcy and I love bows and getting my hair done. Can you be my pen pal? And what they did was they attached the address of the place trying to like bring the spirits up because a lot of people can't see their families right now. Most of them can't. So their idea was like, Hey, let's see if we put this on Instagram. If a couple people will start writing in, well, it's become a massive success. Um, there have, are 14 locations of this Victorian senior care and all of their residents have received thousands of letters and i think it's really cool and i think it's something we should promote on the podcast too so i know my mom will probably take a part of this i will too i've got some some cool new stationery uh why don't we all just send a letter in to be a a part of this um the hashtag is vsc pen pals and i'll put a link down in the bio if you get some time this you know this holiday weekend go write a note it'll mean a lot to them you know we most of us get contacted one way or another but i know the seniors or people that are in assisted living homes don't get as much so go be a part of that and I want to do a made me laugh and it made me think at the same time here because it is 4th of July weekend. And I remember growing up in the South. I'm from Georgia originally. And every year without fail, you always have the neighbor or the dad, one somebody's dad in school or your parent's friend that always ends up hurting themselves by using fireworks. I mean, every year, at least you turn on the news the next day and they like run down the list. <laughs> you know, the little ticker goes by with everybody's name that's blown off a thumb or something else. So I want to remind you, please, if you're going to use fireworks, please be careful this 4th of July weekend. But Larry Weaver is a comedian. He's a guy from North Carolina and he, he, he has the same memories of the fourth that I do. I'm from a tiny little town, a little backwoods town called Saxpahal, North Carolina. Yeah, it's tiny little. Back as sticks as sticks can get. I mean, in the country, growing up, man, we didn't have fancy frilly things like pants. 
And neighbors with different names. Rednecks love fireworks. Fireworks and beer. And that's a deadly combination. Every July 4th around the South, rednecks blow themselves up left and right. See, the terrorists have got it wrong. Stop trying to build an underwear bomb and just open up a roadside fireworks stand on the way to the beach. We'll do the work for you. Just stand outside a Carolina Panthers football game handing out old Milwaukee's and M80s. We'll be blowing up left and right. But they don't teach that in a fancy terrorism school. That's not jihad, that's yee-hod. Now, if you're not laughing, the terrorists win, all right? <laughs> that video is in the show notes if you want to go watch it. Thank you so much for another week of this show. Uh, you know, I, I know from doing radio, you never really know when your last show is going to be. And I hope that this time we get to determine the length of this podcast. And so for everyone that listens and supports and has uh, bought merch or become a certified fan or just just even by, I don't know, just listening. It's just it's it's amazing. So thank you so much for another week of this, this show, letting us do it together. My mom and my sister, and my, my dad, and my I'll bring my brother on next week. I keep saying that, but I really will. Uh, thank you so much for supporting this show. It means a lot to me. And if you want to become a certified fan, I'd love for you to, over this weekend, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. And I will see you again on Tuesday. All right, bye-bye. Hi, Kramer. My name is Marcy, and I'm calling from Canton, Georgia, and recently found your podcast. I've made my way all the way up to episode 16. And your mom is so touching and so kind and so gentle. And her words just mean so much. I'm almost in tears with you as I listen to this episode. Um, I am blessed by your mom. She is phenomenal. And I hope you realize that. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.